Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All righty, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Auto Bid. I am Aaron Robinson, joined, as always, by my brother, Andrew Robinson. And today, we got a special guest for you guys. We got a fellow Montgomery County native and a friend of the podcast, Jao Atuka, uh, the reigning MAC Rookie of the Year, second team uh, All-MAC selection uh, out of Maris, man. And uh, we, we got a fun conversation for you guys coming up, man. But before we get into all that, we want to make sure we remind you guys to uh, like my guy, pull up Tay's, um, excuse me, uh, to stream my guy, pull up Tay's music. That was him on the intro. It's going to be him again on the outro at the end of this podcast. Uh, be sure to give us a like, a uh, rating on, on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're hearing this podcast, that man, tell a friend, tell a friend about the auto bed, man. It goes a long way as we're trying to get this podcast out uh, to the right people, man. But uh, we, we, we mentioned, man, Jawatuka, uh, also the newest Wake Forest Demon Deacon, man. My guy committed to Wake Forest a few days ago. Um, and obviously, uh, there's a Montgomery County connect there. Our guy, Joe Hughley, who also is another Montgomery County native, uh, went to Magruder High School. And um, I'm sure he probably had a little bit to do about your recruiting process, man. But talk to me, talk to me a little bit about, about Wake Forest, man. Why Wake? Um, you know, what made you want to call uh, Winston-Salem your home uh, for the next few seasons? Um, you know, with given a great opportunity like that, it's hard to pass up. Um, you know, it's important to understand what a school like Wake Forest has to offer and just the kind of a, the kind of environment and confidence that they have and that they're in. Um, you know, it, it was just a, it was a hard, hard decision and option to pass up. You know, I want to be a player that can, you know, transcend and, you know, excel in the NBA one day, you know, being able to be at Wake Forest, I believe, you know, that, that, uh, that helped me be a really good player and, you know, helped me take my game to the next level. Now, uh, talk about some of the other schools that, that you considered uh, throughout your process. What other schools were kind of in the in the mix? And then in the end, kind of what separated Wake Forest from the other schools that you were considering? Um, the schools that were in the mix were JMU, um, Murray State. Um, towards the end, you know, I had a Zoom with Xavier um, planning for the visit. But what separated Wake Forest is just the fact that, you know, the coaches, they needed a point guard. Um, the program needed a point guard. And, you know, for them to reach out to me really meant, you know, it meant a lot. You know, it meant that I had I had what they were looking for. Um, they gave me an opportunity to be able to come in here and just, you know, seize it if, you know, if I'm if I'm willing to work hard enough and do what it needs to be, you know, do what needs to be done. And, um, you know, Wake just, you know, they it checked off everything off the bucket list in terms of conference, in terms of style of play. And, you know, just stuff that is really important to me, me being able to come in and make an impact, me being able to come in and play my position, me being able to come in and be somebody that can just go and, you know, being given the opportunity to, you know, play my style of game, which is important. You know, I want to be somewhere where my game can transcend and I can excel and improve and get better. So Wake Forest pretty much just had 
everything all around to offer. And, um, you know, I'm happy in my decision and I'm blessed to be able to play for a school that, you know, is an ACC, the best conference in basketball and really give me the opportunity to go out there and um, put on for my family for the name Wake Forest and, you know, one day being able to play in the NBA. Now, Steve Forbes is a coach who has had success with, with transfers, especially this, um, this past season, obviously with Alonis Williams and Jake Moravia. Both of those guys were arguably two of the, the most impact transfers uh, in the country this season, especially Alonis Williams, when the ACC player of the year, um, averaging about 19 points a game there. And obviously, Moravia also averaged about 15 points a game there. So both of them, you know, were able to go there and have immediate success. I mean, was that part of Coach Forbes' pitch to you? I mean, did that factor into your decision as far as, you know, why you want to go there and be able to potentially, you know, have a similar impact as a transfer next season? Of course, man. Um, you know, a lot really with Alondis. Um, you know, he's somebody that I've watched, you know, I've studied now. Um, you know, with going in there and pretty much taking, you know, taking up the spot that he had, um, it's important that, you know, I see what he brought to the table. I see what he was able to deliver for Wake Forest and, you know, hoping and, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm able to do the exact same thing. I want to be able to go in there and have an impact just like he did. I want to be able to go in there and just, you know, freely play and make sure I'm making the right decisions in my plays, creating for others. Um, so, I mean, their pitch to me was great, and a lot of it had to do with Alondis. And seeing the kind of year he had, you know, I, I can only aspire to go in there and have a better one or, you know, if not the same. So, um, you know, I'm really ready and excited to go in there and just, you know, start things and kick things off. Now, you mentioned in, uh, in an article that I read, uh, you also just mentioned it, a little bit now about kind of your desire to obviously uh, play at the highest level in, in, in the NBA. And this is something that you've mentioned uh, the last time we interviewed as well, interviewed you as well uh, when you were coming out of high school. But uh, what specifically about Wake Forest made you believe that it would be able to uh, help you reach that goal? Was it kind of the skill development? Was it just the conference that they play? Uh, was it something that kind of Steve Forbes uh, does with his, uh, you know, in the practices and things like that, the structure? Kind of uh, what, what about the university kind of makes you feel like there's schools that can help you reach, reach that goal? I mean, like I said, man, you know, they're in the best conference in college basketball. They have some of the best facilities in basketball. Um, you know, I went there and I saw with my own eyes just what they had to offer, you know, the kind of system that they had to offer, the way they are able to help build players and develop guys. Um, you know, Coach Forbes, you know, his reputation and, you know, just everything that he's been through and all the knowledge that he knows, it's important that I go in there and learn from that. And, you know, I really see myself being – much better than I am right now. And, um, you know, just the nutrition program, the weight training program, um, you know, just everything that can help me become a pro and help me become a professional and help me make sure that I can have a long career playing basketball, you know what I'm saying? Making sure I'm injury prone and I'm healthy. Um, Wake Forest just has a lot of those professional help that you need as a player to be able to play for a long time. So, um, you know, with them being able to offer that to me, I could not pass up that opportunity. Now, you're coming off, you know, a hell of a year um, at, at Marist. I mentioned a little bit of your accolades earlier, just, you know, rookie of the year, second team All-Mac as a freshman. Um, but about two years ago, you were at a place where, you know, we, we, we spoke to you before you were going to Putnam, and then, you know, things didn't work out there, and you obviously end up end up at, at Marist, and were able to have the year that you had there. I mean, talk to me a little bit about, you know, your mentality when when you got to Putnam and things didn't work out there, and then, you know, not necessarily knowing where things were going were gonna, to um, go, coming, coming from that point, and then, be able to channel that um, to your season that you had at Marist. I mean, just talk to me a little bit about, about, you know, that journey and, you know, how you were able to bounce back um, from that situation. Man, I don't really see it much as that, man. I just work. I just work. I work and I believe and trust my work, man. You know, I'm, um, 
I come from a God-fearing family. You know, my parents, I'm a Christian. Um, you know, I'm blessed and I'm, I'm fortunate to have all of the opportunities that I've had. Um, you know, I really, really just made sure to lock in and work because at the end of the day, no matter what anybody had to say, no matter how much I flew under the radar, I knew everything was going to come to light. So all I had to do was work. Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Everyone is talented. You know, everyone has a talent in basketball or whatever it is you aspire to do. But if you work hard, you truly have the, the, the capability to surpass somebody that's just regularly talented. So that's what I did. I put my head down. I worked hard. Um, you know, I focused on, you know, the design, the, the burning, the burning want and need of wanting to play in the NBA one day and making sure that I can polish and develop my game to the best of my ability. So one day I myself can be a pro, I can be an all-star, I can be somebody that can be seen as an MVP caliber player. Um, so it's really important for me just to have that goal in mind 24 seven. And I've had that now since I started playing basketball, you know, just the opportunities and everything that comes with it and how I can change my family's life, my life. And you know, just being able to put on for my family and whichever team I'm playing for, just, it, it's a blessing, you know, and it's something that I will never take for granted. And I'm, I'm really, really, really blessed to have that up. This all in this opportunity, man. It's not, it's not every day a kid like me just comes up, you know, from the bottom and makes it all the way to the top. Usually you're ranked, you know, you're a five-star, but I did it my own way. I did it the right way. And, um, you know, God helped me get here, man. Real shit. I mean, for real. God <laughs> that is real, man. That's real. I'm kind of talking to me about how did that marriage opportunity come come about? Like after after you ended up leaving Putnam, kind of what was what did you do? Did you go back home? Did you like how did did you just go home and kind of work out and start preparing for for school? Like how did that marriage opportunity end up coming? And kind of what was what was the plan kind of after after that happened? Uh, it was it was during COVID. You know, during COVID, it was hard to really to really be seen to really play. Um, and I went back home and decided not to go back to Putnam. I had an opportunity to still play for my AU team because. You know, the St. James, there was a league that, you know, they were just, they were doing a high school league for, you know, a lot of the guys that, you know, didn't get to play their senior year. So, um, you know, Maris got a hold of me. They got in contact with me. And, you know, the conversation was really good. It was really, it was really positive. And, you know, the coaches reached out to me every day. And, um, you know, they really, they, they really wanted me to come in and, you know, be, be a part of something bigger than myself. And, recruiting and you know everything that they had to offer me you know at the time you know limited options um you know I was blessed to have what I had so um you know I took it and you know here I am today and you know everything and everything planned out now reflecting on your year at Marist man I mean there were some some huge moments you know throughout the season man I mean just talk to me about you know what that was like for you this season man obviously just being able to have the success that you did, obviously you're an extremely confident player. So we know that we know that you you probably um, affected that for yourself coming into college. But I mean, talk to me about you know things that you were able to do, you know, in your first season uh, in the MAC. In my first season in the MAC, the thing I was able to do the most is play off two feet. As a six one, six two point guard in college basketball, playing off two feet is incredibly important. Um, Understanding that these 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", these almost seven-footers, you're not just going to get into the paint and just lay the ball up. You got to get in there, jump stop, um, be under control, be on balance, and, you know, really just being able to finish, you know, finish over guys, left hand, right hand, um, you know, learning how to really be a point guard, really facilitate. Um, I had to learn the game into a new light. It wasn't high school anymore. You know, this time it, it was much bigger. So, um 
Um, I mean, I, that, that's pretty much what I learned. And it worked, you know, even conference play, out of conference play. Um, even when teams watch film, it still worked. I used my explosiveness, my quickness, my, my strength to my advantage. And, you know, with being able to jump stop in the paint and just being able to finish right, left, you know, it, it really worked to my favor. And, I'm, you know, I, you know, it worked, you know, so here we are. Now, one of the things I know from, from playing in the MAC one is that, you know, uh, me and Ace, we, we played against some of those John Dunn coach teams that he was at St. Peter's. And, uh, you know, normally with those John Dunn teams, like it's very slow paced, um, you know, gritty, you know, uh, you know, those those guys usually defend, but you know, don't really score too many points. Obviously, you were the leading scorer. Um, you know, you score you score 15 points a game, but you only played about 22 minutes a game. So it's kind of similar. Uh, you know, like I said, you weren't it wasn't like, you know, you were out there, uh, you know, 30 minutes a game or things like that. Uh, how did you kind of adapt? Like I said, I mean, you, you were the leading scorer at 15. I think your second leading scorer was at about 13 a game. So, you know, you guys weren't running like an up-tempo uh, system or anything like that. For you, kind of how did you adapt your game uh, to that system and, you know, was still able to kind of be be so efficient in, in a limited amount of minutes? Um, I think it's really just staying aggressive 24-7. You've got to stay aggressive 24-7. You have to believe in the fact that whoever's in front of you cannot stop you from getting where you want to go. You know, who I'm never worried about the man in front of me. Never. The guy in front of me is never somebody that I'm looking at and freaking out. It's always the guy in help side, the guy in, 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 you know, the guy behind him, you know. So when I get past the first guy, I got to figure out how I'm going to score against the next guy. So it's either I'm passing the ball, creating a play, facilitating for others, or I'm finishing at the win. But, you know, in terms of just how I stay consistent, you know, it's all about being aggressive. It's all about being aggressive. You can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. You have to be fearless. I'm very fearless on the basketball court, man. I mean, I personally don't believe anyone can stop me on the court. You know, one-on-one, I'm getting by you however I need to. And I've worked on that time and time and time again. I'm always in the gym working on that. So, you know, believing in yourself and having that confidence is the main thing. You know, the mindset needs to be stronger than anything else. You can build your body, but your mind needs to be just as strong. Now, who are some guys that you like to watch on film or who are some guys that you like to model your game after? I'm sure there's a lot of people that you try to, you know, pick bits and pieces from, but who are some guys that, that you can have taken a liking to uh, over the years? LeBron, man. LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Just some of my favorite players in the league, you know, just guys that throughout their entire careers in the league, they've been able to get it on their own. They've been able to lead teams. They've been able to really just put on for their, for their teams and their city their names um mostly LeBron you know he's my favorite basketball player of all time he's the GOAT he's just somebody that does oh everything now, he, <laughs> now he's, he's a GOAT that's facts he's a GOAT that's facts I mean I I I I truly do my very best to model my game after his just somebody that can do everything rebound pass assist dribble score and like or like whatever whatever you need man he he does it so I try to be like that or you know somewhere close to that but we're working on it to be the best now you mentioned kind of when you got to Maris how, how it was a lot different than high school and you know you had to adjust and learn how to finish off with two feet obviously the ACC is going to be a completely different bear than the MAC what are some things that you're looking to add to your game that you're looking to improve on uh, that you're looking to kind of sharpen up and in, in, in heading into Wake Forest next year um you know you can always be a better jump shooter um, you can always be a better creator, facilitator as a point guard, getting my assist numbers up. Most importantly, my finishes around the rim, I need to, you know, add more of a flow package, you know, being able to float the ball. Um, 
you know, I'm still going to jump and stop. I'm still going to play off two feet, but, you know, just making sure that my pull-up is right, um, my catch is true to the right, and um, just, you know, getting the ball out of my hands much quicker with, you know, getting guys open shots. And like I said, float, man. I've got it all planned out. I'm in the gym every day working on it. Um, you know, I know what it takes for myself to get better, and I'm only going to con- continue to improve on that. Now, for you, obviously, you had a crazy game. Um, back in December versus BU, uh, scored a career-high 34 points uh, in that game, 11 for 13 from the foul line, 11 for 14 from the floor. I mean, take me back to that game. Uh, what was working for you, man? What do you remember about that game, man? And obviously, you know, but before that, there was some games where you, you, you weren't – you weren't. I mean, you, the first game of the year you played 11 minutes, then 12 minutes, then 21 minutes, then 8 minutes, and then from there you kind of got, got a little more comfortable. But, you know, to, to, to have that big of a game in a non-conference that early in your, in your college career, man, just take me through that game and – you know, uh, what was going, you know, through your mind that day and how you were able to be so effective at that point in the season? Man, like I said, man, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just an over-aggressive kind of guy, man. I was aggressive all game. It didn't matter who was in front of me. I was going to give him a bucket, like point blank. And that's not me being cocky. That's not me being anything more than just having the most ultimate confidence in myself. Whoever was in front of me got a bucket. That's exactly what I did, man. And as soon as I touched the ball, I was going to get a bucket. I just felt like nobody on that court could match my intensity, could match my tenacity. I mean, I was just out there just, I was hungry, man. I was hungry for minutes. I was hungry for playing time. I was hungry to, to make an impact. You know, I wanted to be somebody that everyone would take notice. I want to be the first option on that scouting report. Like, yo, this is the guy you need to stop. And I went out there and I made it happen. Like I said, I gave everyone on that court a bucket and helping us win the game. If we didn't win the game, that 34 wouldn't have mattered, but we didn't win the game. So that 34 meant everything. And, you know, the feeling and the adrenaline I was feeling during the game, unmatched, unmatched. Like I said, man, I just, I go out there and I play aggressive. Every night, every snap, whatever you want to call it, the ball's tossed in the air, I'm ready to go. I think that's kind of a perfect segue into my next question, man. And, uh, Obviously, you're coming from a small school in Maris. Um, and for, for Wake Forest fans who might not have seen you play, um, you know, how would you describe your game? Uh, what are you going to be able to bring to Winston-Salem next year for guys who may not never have, have, have heard of you? My game, what I would say is expect a lot of excitement, expect a lot of blow-bys, expect a lot of, a lot of physical and, and strong and – and just a, a lot of a lot of a lot of aggressiveness. Expect a lot of aggressiveness because that's how I play. I play hard. I play aggressive. I play passionate. I love the game so much. You know, the game is has been a blessing to me. It's really just taking my life in a different course. So expect a lot of excitement. Expect for me to play as hard as I can, and expect for me to go hard and all out. You know, I'm not every possession. You know, I'm gonna be out there giving it all I got. And um, you know, I'm just someone that. Once I'm out there, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that everyone around me eats as well. You know, like you got to facilitate, you got to create. And, you know, I'm going to make sure to have fun and make sure the guys around me have fun and we're locked in and winning games. So just expect a lot of that. Now, now for Wake Forest, man, also, man, I mean, what are you, what are you doing when you're not on the court, man? Like who is, who is Jow the person, man? Who, what are you doing when you're not playing basketball? If it's one hour a day and you, and you got a free hour, what do you, what do you do with your free time, man? What are you watching? What are you listening to, man? Talk to us about who Jai is off the basketball court. Off the basketball court, man, I'm chill, man. I'm just, I'm very, 
I have a big personality. Um, you know, I'm a very outgoing person. I, I believe I can make friends with pretty much anyone. But off the court, man, I'm watching anime or something. You know, anime, watching this show. But I just chill. I don't play video games. I'll probably be listening to music, you know, cleaning, you know, iron shirts, my shirts or something, you know, making sure everything is straightened up. My room is clean, bathroom is clean. Like, I'm a very clean, chill, um, relaxed kind of guy. Like, I just, I just be chilling. I be on my own, too. You know, I'm not a very party person, you know, going out there, doing all that. I just be chilling, man, you know. I just be chilling, watching anime, a good so, show. So, so what's in the headphone, man? What are you, what are you, what are you listening to if you, why, why, why are you cleaning or, or ironing your shorts? Keith, Keith, NBA young boy. You still listen to Keith? <laughs> Ew, come on, bro. You still listen to Chief Keith? <laughs> Chief Keith, NBA young boy, Future, Ghana, Uzi. I mean, whatever. If it sounds good, I'm going to listen to it. So I'm not, if it sounds good, I'm going to listen to it. Now, now this is this is this question I got for you, man. This is this is real talk. This is this real spill. So, I can I've I've played with a couple NBA players in my life, and the last NBA player that I played with was Hami down at at at, um, at Putnam. And um, one of the things I used to talk to Ace about, man, was like he had this he had this like almost delusional confidence, if you know what I mean. Like he was in tenth grade, and he didn't think anybody could stop him then. Like he didn't really have a great jump shot. His handle wasn't really tight, but he was like our leading scorer just because he just had that mindset and kind of that willpower. And the order and order that I've got now being a, a pro now overseas and stuff, I've noticed that a lot of people at, at this level and who play at the highest level have that kind of like delusional confidence. Like they don't care, they don't care what you tell them. Like if they tell you, you know, they, they, your, your dreams is, is outlandish, like they, they have that. So. And you know, in talking to you, I kind of get that same vibe from you. It's kind of like, yeah, like, you know, you kind of have have that same trait in the sense that, like, yo, like, you know, you believe you can do whatever despite whatever. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me about that, man. Like, just just that mindset, um, kind of where that came from, and you know, if if you think that you know that's kind of helped get you to to the point you're at right now. Of course, man. Um, I started basketball really late. I didn't grow up playing basketball. I didn't go to a, a, a basketball high school. I didn't play for a top-ranked AAU team. I didn't go to a big Division One school. I mean, I've always been just under the radar, and my mindset has never changed. I'm going to go to the NBA. I'm going to play in the NBA. So with having that goal as the end goal, um, it just fuels me. No matter where I'm at at the moment, I'm going to get to the NBA. Like, I, I already know where I'm trying to go. So where I'm at right now, it's it's only for the meantime because I'm gonna get there soon. So that's the mindset, point blank. There's no other way to put it. You know, my life I've always been underseeing compared to five stars, four stars, whatever. But I know where I'm gonna go, which is the NBA, and I'm not gonna stop till I get there. So short and simple, bro. That's it. Now I want to ask too, man. Like, how how much did uh did Joe Hughley play into this, man? Because I know. There's no way that he was just sitting on the sideline all this was going down, man. I know for sure he was involved. So what was that? I know Joe called you. What was that first phone call like when he hit you up? What did he say? And kind of, uh, you know, what's your guys' relationship right now? Um, that first phone call was incredibly reassuring because someone who's from where I'm from, like he's a, he, he, he's a, he's a Moco brother kind of feeling. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like, it felt reassuring because even though I spoke to, you know, some of the other coaches and Coach Savage, like, 
hearing from him just made it feel much better and made it much easier to speak to him because it's like, yo, bro, like you're from Oko, like I went to Gbra, you went to Magruder, like you feel me? Like the relationship now is it, it's really just uphill, man. It's going up from here and us getting to know each other much better. Um, I'm still trying to get him to admit that I'm the best to come out of Moco, but that's gonna take a while. <laughs> take a while. But no, man, it, it's it's incredibly reassuring. Every time I speak to him, you know, I, I'm definitely gonna look up and count on him much more, you know, through these upcoming years as someone that, you know, is gonna have my back, you know, especially knowing we're both from the same place. So, you know, I, I believe he's 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 got real, real good goals for me, man. So I'm excited. Love it, love it. Hey man, listen, man, you you got two people on this podcast, and shoot, I and uh, according to me, I'm the best player that ever come out of Moco, man. So, you know what I'm saying? You, you can lace them up. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you and the kid no more, so you know we we can lace them up one day for that for that title, man. You know what I'm saying? You talking about man? Let's do it. I bet. Say no more, man. Say no more, man. Uh, I gotta ask though, man, because obviously now in this day and age, man, NIL is uh, a big part of college basketball, man. I mean, in the last two days. We saw two guys commit to Miami and get, you know, six-figure plus NIL deals. And I wanted to ask you, man, was NIL part of the uh, discussion uh, with, with you and Coach Forbes? Did you guys discuss any potential opportunities for you uh, coming into Wake Forest and being able to kind of, you know, earn money? Um, if I'm being honest with you, man, that 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 excites a lot of other guys, but it's important that I come in and play. My 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 biggest talk and, and, and argument to come in and play all of that will work itself out once i get to the nba i'm gonna be making millions so it wouldn't even matter what nils i made at the moment but once i like it's important for me to play much more than more than it is for me to have a deal with anything right now you know that's all gonna come like i said man you, you can't rush that process you can't go into a new school thinking what's the nil what can we do for nah man like it, it's gonna come it's gonna come like i'm not tripping as long if i'm on that court playing and I'm killing and I'm cooking. NILs are gonna swarm in. So like I'm not, I'm not, that's not it's not something I'm worried about, man. It's, it's gonna come. See, you you a little spoiled, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause regardless of NIL, you still gonna be in that ACC with that good cost of attendance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna be cool regardless, man. But when we were that popping, we had that, man. You know what I'm saying? We exactly. were like, it was pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? So without NIL, man, you're gonna have money in your pockets regardless. I understand, you get it. <laughs> Hey man, we um we didn't want to take up too much too much of your time, man. We definitely want to thank you uh, for coming on today, man. And obviously, um, y'all heard it, man. Y'all, everybody listening to this podcast, man. Y'all heard Jow and what he said he's gonna be in a few years, man. So when it happens, y'all heard it here first on yeah. the auto bid, all facts media. Matter of fact, you if you want, you can even go back to what we had two years ago with Jow. Yeah. He was saying he was saying it back then, man. So yeah, uh, make sure make sure you guys keep keep tabs on my guy, man. Gonna be. One of the one of the most impact players in the ACC next season for sure, man. So thanks again for coming on with us, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. And it's and it's gonna be even crazier, man. When Jock gets to the league, he say, "Damn, man, I got I got cooked by the best player ever come out of Moco." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gonna be even better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Lord. hey, my boy. One of these days. Hey, hey, we, we we might gotta take a trip over to over to Winston Salem, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, my, my boy Drew about to be in Japan this summer, man. Well, if, if, if you, if you wait, once we get home, we might gotta fly back. But I talked to Joe. I I, I will be making a trip down there, man. And me and Jock lace him up for the respect, no cap. Man, pull up. What's up? <laughs> no no cap. more. 
Now, but this has been another episode of the Auto Bid. I want to remind you guys again to make sure you guys are liking this podcast, subscribing to this podcast, and make sure you guys are giving us a like, a retweet on social media when when you see this man. Make sure you guys are giving us, um, you're giving us a share. Tell a friend and tell a friend about the Auto Bid, and make sure you guys are listening to my guy pull up Tay's music. This is gonna be him on the outro. Until next time, folks. It's time to get a check, boy. Check, boy. You want the sideline? You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? I can tell. What's the topic of discussion? What we talk about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.